How long have we, have we been recording for? One minute and 50 seconds. Oh, lovely. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. Today is a Blitz episode. It's after Thanksgiving. I was trying to do it yesterday, but things didn't work out quite the way I expected. So we're doing, uh, I guess it'll be Thanksgiving leftover podcast. <laughs> yep, turkey sandwiches with cranberry sauce right here. <laughs> Let's get bobbies going on here. Mm-hmm. Get some good bobbies, sit down, have a glass. I'm drinking some wine. What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Eagle Rare 10-Year Whiskey that is delicious. I'm drinking $10 Sangria from the grocery store, and it is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, anyway, we'll be touching on a couple of subjects that have happened over the past uh, week or so. Uh, nothing major, but I do want to talk um, a little about uh, after Stan Lee's passing, there's kind of a a gap in uh, the heart of Marvel with his cameos. So he was in every single Marvel movie had a cameo from Stan Lee in it. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that weren't owned by actual Marvel Studios, they were from Sony or or something like that. He's always in them. And uh, I think there is a uh, there's a potential for somebody to be able to take that spot. Uh, in the most respectful way possible, of course. I feel like of all the people that could pull it off would be Deadpool. And that's been rumored. Mm-hmm. I kind of jumped on board with it. I was cool with it. I was like, okay, it could work. And uh, I think because of his, the character's nature of being able to break the fourth wall and having that ability to... No other character can do that. You can't do that with Captain America. You can't do that with anybody else. Deadpool is the one who can cross franchises, cross studios, cross whatever, throw him in in like a 10-second cameo, have him do whatever you want him to I envision him doing this, okay? So I'm going to set the stage. Big Marvel battle, superheroes flying around, aliens, whatever, fighting, Hulk flying around. Iron Man goes by. Spider-Man swings by. You got Deadpool, full costume, two swords, looks up and goes, hey, that guy stole my suit. <laughs> and then cut. Nothing else needs to be said. Just cut to the different mm-hmm. scene. Like just little tiny cameos like that I think could fill the void that Stan Lee has, has left. Now saying that, there's obviously a, there's a million different ideas I can run through my head of what could possibly happen. Of right. just having like a respectful – I thought about maybe having Ryan Reynolds – not in full costume, but having him maybe with the scarred face or whatever like Deadpool has, but have a name tag on that says Stan Lee. <laughs> and he's like a waiter at some oh, restaurant or something. That would be good. That would be really Th- good. That's yeah. that's my other idea. So I'm just I'm kind of like brainstorming some ideas that could possibly happen that would be able to fill that void that's left by the great Stan Lee. And I think it could be done. And I'm in favor of it. Some people aren't, which I understand why. Some people feel like, okay, you know what? That's not really what it's about. It should be... You know, have a a picture of Stan in the background somewhere in some in one of Tony's mansions or wherever. It doesn't matter. Just have a picture of Stan Lee somewhere. Sure, sure. How do you feel about it? What are you thinking? I, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, I think I think a guy like Ryan Reynolds could come up with plenty of of cameos that Deadpool could make, and it would make sense because Deadpool. I mean, let's let's be real. He's not really main character material, anyway. I beg to differ, sir. In, in my opinion, I mean, I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm not crapping on his movies or the character. I like I love. I love the movies, but um, he's indestructible, mm. and so it, it. And and this is coming from a non-Marvel reader, just you know, 
uh, disclaimer right there. I, I did not read a whole lot of Marvel comics. <laughs> Your dog is... My dog loves you, dude. I know, right? She's <clears> like, <throat> hey, what's up? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Probably because I have food. Um, <laughs> so, it never... Deadpool doesn't quite make sense as a character to me in a serious way. I get that he's highly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but you can't have your typical you know, heroic arc with him, which I'm a big fan of. So him, him being kind of the funny character in these, in, in all the Marvel movies where he does like a little, uh, he does a little, uh, cameo here, joke there. I think that's perfectly fitting. And I think that, uh, you could definitely make it in a way where, uh, it's respectful to Stan Lee. Yeah, and 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 really, I mean, every time Stanley was in a movie, it was kind of a jokey thing. Exactly, that's what I was trying to point out. So, I'm like, every t- somebody said like, oh, it would break the fourth wall, or it would be too distracting from the movie, or whatever. I'm like, that was that was almost the entire point of Stanley's cameos. Mm-hmm. It was to break the exactly. fourth. It was to break the fourth wall, a little wink and a nod to the studio and to the fans watching. Like, hey, we know who created all this. We know who to thank. Exactly. And yeah, I, I think I think Deadpool fits the bill. I think it could work. You'd, you'd have to make it kind of comedic oh, to yeah. honor, to pay homage to what he did. Yeah, all his yeah. cameos were comedic. Yep. So, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in total agreement with you. I yeah. think Deadpool is a great pick for that. Now, the only issue that somebody pointed out, which was a kind of genius thing to think of, was like, okay, well, now you have Ryan Reynolds contractually obligated <laughs> to show up in every single Marvel movie. Yeah. Is he willing to do that for the rest of his life? <laughs> So that's that is a big hurdle. Now I think him as a person, I think he would be fine with it, sure. but contractually obligated, he uh, that might be an issue. It might run into some kind of problem further down the line when he's like sixty something, and he's like, "I'm tired of doing these stupid Deadpool cameos." Yeah, I mean, I. So maybe, I would I would have I I would say, a, a lifetime contractual obligations a bit much. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't I wouldn't even try to go that route i would just say play it by ear have him be in the fir- the next few marvel movies as a mm-hmm. cameo to kind of replace the stanley ones if, if that's what they're going to do and go from there and go go as long as it works i mean this whole superhero wave of movies is kind of dying down in in a big way from what i can see yeah i think I- people are getting tired and i think we're looking for something else now that might be might just be my own personal bias but i think that's where things are headed so We'll see how long it goes. I think you might be right, especially because the big three, or the big four, actually, are on their last movies. Right. Thor, uh, Thor Iron, Man, Iron Man, Captain. Mm-hmm. Who was the other one? Hulk. So you got these, those are the big four. Wait, so Mark Ruffalo's not going to be Hulk anymore? I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know. <laughs> He's I, fine. He does fine. He he does fine. I don't like him as an actor. Okay. That that I have a really tough time separating um art, artist from art. Oh, I I don't. Uh, it, Sometimes I do. Like when Ryan Johnson makes his next movie, I'm going to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean and it, it, I have a tough time with that when the particular actor or actress is obnoxious about it, which Mark Ruffalo certainly is. He can be. Yeah, he's got. He's sent some things. I mean, on, you know, everybody can have their own personal opinions, well, their own personal beliefs, their own personal lives. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't care. But when your when your Twitter feed is nonstop, well, politics. If you're an actor, why can you not? You know, well, that's uh, just my personal. That's one of the reasons why I don't follow Mark Hamill. Yeah, but if he shows yeah. up on screen as Luke Skywalker, 
I'm gonna check that at the do- at the door and be like, okay, whatever. I don't. I want to see. That's Luke. true. I want to see Luke. On Too bad screen. it'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Segway into Lego Movie Two. You didn't see the first one? Nope. I love the first one. It looked really funny. It was hilarious, and Chris Pratt knocked it out of the park as usual. Yeah. So the second one, it's as per usual. Everything, all the comedies right there in the trailer, the jokes with uh, uh, Will Arnett as Batman. Oh, yeah. He throws a batarang at that whatever the heck it was, and he's like, you missed. He's like, I did not. <laughs> he gets all pissed off. Yep. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. All that stuff, the the um, unrelenting optimism of uh, Chris Pratt's character in the movie. It just, it looks, everything looks great. I'm a little curious where they're going to take the story because in the first one, it was revealed at the end of the movie that all of the, the entirety of the Lego movie was taking place uh in like this little Lego universe, but mm-hmm. it was a part of our universe. So this, oh. this kid was playing with the Legos, and Will Ferrell was his father, who came downstairs and was mad at him because he was playing with his Lego. Like he had like a legit like perfection museum style oh, setup. Oh yeah, and the kid was playing with it. <laughs> so the, I I was having a hard time figuring out whether or not the entire movie was just in the kid's imagination, or if it was really happening. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a, a gray area on that, as far as I'm concerned. I might be wrong, but um, yeah. I'm a little, so I'm a little curious where they're going to go with that in this one. Is it going to be still another part of this kid's imagination? Or are they going to move forward with that idea? Because I mean, they're going into space. They're going in a totally different area than they were in the first movie. So I think you could still swing that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why not. It's yeah. it, it's a it's a freaking Lego movie. I mean, yeah, I don't care what they do. I'm just curious. It could be funny. Yeah, like that. that that's kind of the point. Entertaining and funny. It's, it's a movie you, you kind of suspend dis- disbelief for fairly easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just kind of enjoy enjoy the ride. What was the... Um, you just watched it. What was your favorite part? What made you chuckle the most? Oh, the, the trailer? The trailer, yeah. Oh, yeah, probably the Batman. The Batman thing. one? Like, yeah. yeah. I like the, um, the super meta joke about Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. He's like, the only people that could survive this are raptor trainers or whatever. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like... Oh, it's because it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 there's that one guy that um, he shows up. I'm the archaeologist slash yes. whatever, you, all these different roles. And that I remember buying Lego sets as a kid, and there would be characters like that that it was like, oh, here's him in space. Oh, here's him with dinosaurs. Oh, here's him. In, yeah, <laughs> total. Awesome. I need to look up who's doing there. the voice of that because for a minute, for just a minute, it sounded like it was um, – uh, who played Ego, the Living Planet? Russell, not Russell Crowe. What's his name? Oh God, this. Uh, oh, Kurt uh, Russell. Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell. I for a second it sounded like Kurt Russell was playing that character, but I couldn't tell. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm gonna let's I'm gonna fact look here. Let's fact check this, young Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? Hey, got? Margot Robbie is playing Harley Quinn. Wow. She's got their own movie. They just announced. They did like a little thing on Instagram where they showed the script for Birds of Prey, and it had like. Harley Quinn hmm. signature on it with a little kissy lip thing. Neat. So okay. that's officially announced, apparently. Yeah, was Harley Quinn in the original? Original Lego? Lego? Lego one. No, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. That's that's cool that they're having her do it. All right. Uh, let's see. Do you remember do, what the guy's name was? Do. No, I have no idea. Nick Offerman is uh, Metal Beard. Nick Offerman. Oh, Nick that. Offerman. while you're looking that up, I can talk about how awesome it is that Nick Offerman was in the first one, and I had no idea. He plays the pirate. Mm-hmm. So the pirate is... He's 
not really a pirate. He's more like a, a transformer almost. Like he took his ship and he took a bunch of different pieces and he created a body for himself because he got blown up by a cannon. So the only thing that's left of him is a face. He's strapped on a metal beard. <laughs> oh, and in he the has, Lego fashion. In the yeah. Lego fashion. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he has no body. But I didn't know that that was Chris Off- or Nick Offerman and mm-hmm. that's awesome. So it's Chris Pratt doing both those characters. Really? Yeah, Rex Dangervous. That's his yes, name. Rex Dangervous. He's yeah. doing Chris Pratt, or Chris Pratt's doing him, and he's doing the other guy, the main yep. guy. Talented man. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> Speaking of actors playing two characters, have you seen that movie? Um, I forget what it's called. Um, it's got Tom Hardy in it, and he plays two twin brothers. I started that movie. I don't think I got a chance to finish it, but yeah, I did start it. It looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but it was like I've seen a few uh, clips of it, and it's like wow. Yeah, it was he, when he Tom pulls it Hardy. Off. Yeah. It was. It came out around the time where he was doing a ton of different projects. Yeah. He was doing that one with. Uh, Oh, who's the crazy guy from um, uh, Indiana Jones? The, oh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, oh, Lawless. Lawless. That was a good movie. That was a really good movie, and he was yeah. in that, and then he was in Peaky Blinders. I was think it was mm-hmm. around the time he was doing those scenes for that. Yeah, right around, like, Warrior, Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah. that section of his life is just insane. Yeah, right, a- right after Inception, all the way to basically the end of Peaky, like, the last... Season of Peaky um, Blinders. Season four of Peaky Blinders. He was just doing yeah. metric tons of, of different projects. Yeah. It's awesome. He always rocks it. I love him and everything yeah. he does. It's Warrior, I think, is probably my number one sports movie ever. It's... You... Go ahead. I would agree with that. Uh, it's tough because Rocky came first. Uh, well, Rocky's but, on a different level, though. Yeah, but uh, as far as sports movies go yeah. that aren't Rocky 1 or 2. <laughs> or 3 or 4. Or three, I mean, <laughs> 3 and 4 got a little weird here and there, but they were they were really good. Whichever um, one Drogo was in. Oh, speaking of, are you going to go see Creed 2? Probably. I, I uh, may, want to. Maybe not in theater. I, I, I didn't see Creed, the original, in it was good in theaters. I saw I saw it once it came out. But, yeah, I think um, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. I'm going to go see Creed 2. I don't know when. Yeah. I'll have to steal some time away, probably in the middle of the night when everybody's sleeping. But I'll <laughs> yeah. do it, and I want to see it because it looks really good. And they brought that's right, it's already Dolph Lumberg back. Oh, Dolph Lundgren, yeah, awesome. I I wonder how many words he's going to speak because it was like forty three or forty eight words. Yeah, he, he, in in uh, Rocky Four, he he said less than fifty words. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think that I from what I remember, I saw a couple of. Uh, like little behind the scenes snippets and stuff. They have a sit down. Him and Rocky have a sit down at like mm-hmm. a diner or something. And they chat, probably in the most menacing conversation ever. But oh yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I can't wait to see it. So maybe I'll call you when I go. It might be in the middle of the night, but if I go, I'll let you know. <laughs> let me know, man. Uh, okay. So the next thing I want to talk to you about because you're not on Twitter, but I am, and I've been following this weird, um like mega fake news thread mm-hmm. that's been happening the last week or so. And fake news. Fake news. It's terrible. Terrible what's happening with the fake news. <laughs> um, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, and a few other um, cinema-style magazines slash websites, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. have been reporting that audiences are looking for a reboot slash remake of... Back to the Future. No, they're not. And as far as I can tell, all the way from major actors like uh, Evan Rachel Wood, I think I got her name right, the actress from uh, um, Westworld, Mm. she put out a tweet 
just saying no. It was like <laughs> like no like 17 different times. <laughs> I put out yep. a tweet like, what are you talking about? Nobody in their right mind wants you to remake Back to the Future. The answer yeah. is no. I saw people that I don't follow saying the same thing. Just mm-hmm. everybody was pretty much like, uh, no, this is fake. Nope, nobody yeah. wants this. Yet they're they're pushing for it, which is weird to me because I I don't see the need and I don't mm-hmm. see how they're going to make any money. Like the the end goal yeah. of any studio is to make money off of a franchise that they already own. The IP that they have, they want to try and bank out. You know yep. what I mean? But I nobody's going to go see this. Nobody wants to see anybody except for Marty McFly. Uh, or um, Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly. Nobody wants to see anybody except for Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. Like mm-hmm. they can't remake it, they can't reboot it. Yeah, the I, only thing I they agree. could do would be some kind of a weird sequel, but that's going to be really hard to pull off. Yeah, you know, I I think in an ideal world, if you knew it was going to be good, most people would say, "Yeah, I'd like another Back to the Future, sure." But the big if is, is it going to be good? Probably not, and that that's just not the case. There's every every time they've done this in the last four years has been a complete bomb. Oh, dude, you're talking to him. Solo, solo, Ghostbusters. I, mean, the, I I am so sick and tired of of Variety, Hollywood Reporter, like the, these major news organizations and uh, the film studios behind these projects trying to tell us that we want a solo movie, yeah, or a Back to the Future remake. Nobody wanted any of that stuff. Like people, everybody was so confused, or everybody in the in the media at least was so confused when Solo bombed. <laughs> oh yeah, why did it not? Why did it bomb? Are you kidding? <laughs> Ask it's... anybody, like anybody. <laughs> Nobody wanted this, and and even if even the people who did want it. Like, I, I'm kind of ambivalent. I I would take a solo movie, sure, if it was done right, yeah. which it wasn't. I mean, it it just... It's just... Uh. A, it, it's, it seems so weird. And then there... Have you seen any of the promo stuff for the, uh, the newest Terminator movie? Oh, God. I mean, I love Terminator as a franchise. Sure. The first couple of movies yeah. were really good. One and two were really good. I actually... I'm one of the few people who actually like Salvation with... with uh, um, I did too, actually. With, God, what's his name? Christian I'm Bale. horrible at actors' names. Christian Bale. Yeah, that was right when he like imploded for a second. <laughs> yeah, he it yeah. was because of that movie. He was on set yep. of that movie and he freaked out on somebody that was being stupid, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really look into it that much, but I actually liked that movie. I, I, I thought it was I okay. It. I liked that they didn't have lasers. It was bullets. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, it, it, the concept was great. The execution could have been better. Sam Worthington yeah. turned out to be kind of a dud as an actor. Because that was kind of his breakout role. Did, and was it Clash of Titans first, or was it that one? Oh, uh, boy, I don't remember. I, I think, think Clash of Titans came first, right? No, you know what? I think it was Terminator. I, I think it was up. Salvation that came first, because I saw Clash of Titans in theaters yeah. after I knew Terminator. he was in Terminator Salvation. Oh, okay. Yeah, back back when I was a teenager. Um, but, yeah, but Sam Worthington was kind of, you know, he was the next big action star, and yeah. he turned out to be kind of a dud. Yeah, he I just remember that. He was like... He didn't sell it. For some reason, he's just not that great. He's he has one dimension, um, like between him and Chris Evans, who are kind of up and coming at the same time. Chris Evans has way more dimensions than Sam Worthington ever did. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm a fan of Salvation. Um, I don't like what they're doing with Terminator now. Can like they have? What's they not? What's the main Sarah Connor? They're bringing back the original Sarah Connor. 
But she's no. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the main main character. Look up the Linda prom- Hamilton, really? Yes. And she looks haggard. Like I understand she's an older lady, bet, and that's yeah. fine. She still looks in really good shape for her age. I don't mind her acting, but in an action movie, I don't really buy it. Let's see here. But yeah, they're bringing her back, and they're bringing some weird like um, Terminator. That's a it, it's a it's another girl Terminator, but they don't. She's like very butch looking. She's is got it, like is the, this the yeah that's it yeah uh... yeah that came out a long time ago. Uh, that was like okay, the first, okay. very, very first promo for it was that picture. For those of you who don't know, it's a picture of the three main actors. I, I can't remember their name. Linda Hamilton is the number one, of course, from the original movies. And then they have the, the, the girl, the tall, skinny girl, who's mm-hmm. going to be the new Terminator. And then the little shorter girl. That's the tall, skinny one? Yeah, in the, the one in the middle. And then the other one is going to be the sidekick, apparently. Let me see who these are. But I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. Anyway, back to the future. So, yeah, like Hollywood is doing this stuff with these mm-hmm. reboots and these rehashes and these sequels. We're like, well, you, you want this, right? Because we're going to make it anyway. Yeah. And I just don't get where they're coming from because they're not making any money. Uh, Ocean's 8 didn't make any money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that, that's another. Okay. Yeah. Ocean's 8 didn't make any money. Ghostbusters didn't make any money. What we're we're going to get a little political here. The, repla- the, the taking movies with predominant male cast, switching the switching the characters to all females and releasing it as a movie that's that hasn't worked it hasn't worked everybody I, knows it i think it could work new ghostbusters oceans 8 it's just they're not good yeah that's the thing though is it could work if they were good it could work i don't have a problem with an all female cast i don't have any problem with all female cast either but when you're trying to remake a movie yeah. that had a male cast yeah. and trying to but I think Ghostbusters Recreate was like a that. sequel, wasn't it? It was supposed to be like a it yeah, was way connected. Later, but the, just the the <laughs> I get it. Though. It wasn't funny. <laughs> no, it was weird. It didn't work. It it, it goes. That's, to, the, that's the point, though, is that these the Hollywood people, whoever are making these decisions, are pushing this these sequels and these reboots out there when they're not really needed. Nope. We want original stories. Yeah. Original. Well, okay. So that brings me to my next topic. I wasn't really going to talk about this, but I wanted to talk to you about it specifically because I think mm-hmm. you might have a pretty good handle on it so original movies that have come out in the last four months i think i might be completely wrong on this i can't remember the titles of it but um specifically the first man with ryan gosling as far as anybody can say as far as reviews go it was a really good movie but it didn't make any money there was two or three other completely original idea films that came out they didn't have they weren't sequels they weren't anything they were original they all bombed so that 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 right there is what makes me think when people say we want original content, I'm like, well, then go to the freaking movies and watch these original movies, because that's going to make Hollywood say, okay, we need more original content. Yeah, let's put more out because, but they're not going to do that if it's not making any money. Like, oh, we spent two hundred million dollars on this movie because it's original and we thought maybe you'd like it, but then nobody showed up to the theater. So guess what? Now we're going to make a reboot of Back to the Future because we know yeah. it'll put butts in seats. Because even if, even if Back to the Future reboot sucks, mm-hmm. it's still going to put butts in seats. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, I'm looking through a lot of the movies released this year. That's uh, that's kind a of... Quiet Place? That was somewhat a Quiet original. Place was a really good movie, but I don't think it did very well theatrically. Theatric... The, whatever that word is. In the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Predator. That was a movie that happened. 
or is it out yet? I don't know. Yeah. They I made a new Robin Hood that bombed. Is that oh, out already? It look, with oh, it looks like Jamie Foxx and not, uh, the kid from Kingsman. It does not look good. They're they're trying. It looks terrible. Oh, it looks awful. They're trying to put uh, modern day imagery of yeah. police, uh, you know, like like police riots and in Antifa there, and, and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's Antifa the movie circa, uh, twelve hundred. Like it, yeah, it, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks terrible. I saw that a mile yeah. away. I was like, this doesn't look good. It looked like at some point in time, I'm pretty sure he fired off like six arrows at once. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah, at, no. no, I'm sorry, not at once, but like in succession, mm-hmm. like chum, 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 like sorry, that. Sorry, you have to be freaking Legolas to do that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It didn't work. Yeah. I was like, what is this? That's not possible. You can't do that. If this mm-hmm. is supposed to be like a historical event, Robin Hood was supposedly a historical legend. Yep. And they're trying to make it some weird fantasy uh, co- commentary on like modern yeah, I, I police brutality so or something. Stupid. I don't know what they're doing, but I don't want to see it. Oh, geez, you're right. There's nothing original that has come out this year. Like, there's oh, a couple. Man. There's a couple original things, but they didn't do very well. Sure, yeah. And that's my point. Is like if you're if you're gonna complain that they're making too many reboots, then you got to show up to the original stuff. Say, yeah. oh, there's a story I haven't seen before. Let's go to the movies and let's see if it's good or not. Well, yeah, you know, it doesn't even have to be completely original because when when when. Hollywood tries to do something too original, you end up with uh, a movie like um, what one last year, uh, The Shape of Water, which <laughs> was just. Sorry, guys, if you like this movie, it was awful tripe. <laughs> I mean, I like Guillermo del Toro. I think Pan's Labyrinth is a fantastic movie, but The Shape of Water was. Awful. I actually, I'm not a huge del Toro fan. You're not? No, really. I I can't think of a single movie. Except for maybe Hellboy. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did that. That was. Did you see? You saw Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. You didn't like it. Not really. Hmm. It was I, okay. His imagery definitely creeps me out. Oh yeah. And that has a deciding factor on whether or not I want to watch his movie because if I see it and I'm like, that's gonna give me freaking nightmare. I don't. <laughs> see, okay, for everybody that's wondering, I do not watch horror movies. Okay. Ever. Me, me neither. But it's, I, if it's a monster horror movie, like like werewolves are kind of okay i can deal with that but straight up like weird del toro imagery with like the guys with the hand the eyes on his hands so good it's really good oh so good i don't watch that stuff okay okay. because i will see it in my house and i will burn my house down okay you know what you know what that's that's a fair critique i'll I'll settle with that i don't see insidious i don't see any of those creepy freaking ouija movies i don't see nothing of that sort because i don't invite that into my home that's just a weird i know i get it People are probably like, little freaking loser. I get it. It's dumb. It's superstitious. I don't do it. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. I, <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, horror movie fan. I never saw It, for instance. Yeah, I haven't either. Or um, I haven't seen The Thing, which I've heard is really good. The but thing, I, The Thing is different because it's an alien. Yeah. And I'm okay with aliens. Okay, so you can do Alien, Alien 2, yes, Aliens. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Um, with... Very original horror stuff. I can appreciate the idea of it at least. Like the guy with the eyes in his hands. That was just so. Oh, nobody else does that kind of imagery. Oh, it was so yeah, good. You yeah. know, even um, if it's it's really creepy, but I've never seen anything like it. And no, that, I get it. I really appreciate. I that. understand the draw. I understand why people mm-hmm. like his stuff. I get yeah. it. How did we get on talking about Del Toro? Uh, Del Toro did The Shape of Water, which was an awful movie. Oh, okay. And. Uh, that's when Hollywood tries to do something too original. Yeah. I have a big thing for the classic heroic arc, and I feel like not enough movies do that well nowadays. So here's a nice segue into current um, streaming services. That's where original content thrives. Mm-hmm. 
So Netflix, for all their faults, they put out a lot of original content. Yeah. HBO, same thing. They pick up a story from somebody that's completely original. They put it on their streaming mm-hmm. service as a show or a miniseries or something. Yep. I think original content in the theaters is too much of a gamble for people. It's too much of a gamble for studios. They say, okay, we're going to invest a couple hundred million dollars into this movie, but we're not sure how it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Now, let's scrap that. We'll sell it over to HBO and let them make a series out of it because they, right. they won't lose as much money doing it. They can lower the budget. They can make up for it in their in their monthly subscription costs mm-hmm. and all this other jazz. I, I think original content is going to be almost exclusively on streaming services. I think that's fair. Um I don't know. I that's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that before. That that yeah. I, I, I think Can you imagine Game of Thrones from a studio as like well, let's just call it a, a a trilogy? Oh no, no, there's there's no Do way. Do you think they would bank on that? Any studio? Pick a studio that you think would bank on Game no, of Thrones. No, I, I don't think that would work and I don't think that it would work and how quickly um, in, would in it... lieu in lieu of the story as it is, in lieu of how much of a gigantic universe and all the right. characters and everything you you couldn't do it. Well, you could argue that uh, that uh, Tolkien's universe is way bigger than Game of Thrones, but they squeeze that into three. It movies. is, but at the end of the day, Tolkien's universe is still a, a very you can follow the thread. It's a simple story that as oh, long as you have the okay. right elements there, it's going to work. Which even then, it, these are four hour movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is a full season of Game of Thrones plus a few episodes, like yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, Speaking of Game of Thrones, oh, real quick news about Game of Thrones: six episodes each, in over an hour apiece. So we're basically getting six Game of Thrones movies come April. Over an hour apiece. Over an hour apiece. That's official. Okay. So they're basically they're trying to squeeze two seasons into one. Yeah, basically, I, I, which I, I'm okay with. I have a little more empathy for the writers than I did last episode. Um, last season, you mean? Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was ta- he was telling me about um, where George R. R. Martin is with his writing right now, mm-hmm. and the re- apparently the reason he hasn't come out with the next book is because he's written him- himself into such a hole, he doesn't know where to go. I heard that too. So the guys, um, the guys over at Nerd Soup Podcast that mm-hmm. I listened to, they did a Instagram story where they went to one of his forums where George R. R. Martin was. Mm-hmm. I guess apparently at some point in time during that talk, he had said something along the lines of like, sometimes I just look at my computer and I bash my head against my keyboard because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that does not bode well for the, for those I, books. I think, yeah, I, w- I was talking to him and uh, we, were, we were trying to come up with um, the idea, like if you were going to write the ideal story and you could have a team of writers working on this thing, you would not have George R. R. Martin in place of the story arc. Hmm. I think you'd leave that up to a guy like Tolkien, or no, 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 no. You'd leave that up to like a guy like I don't know Shakespeare, because <laughs> <laughs> George R. R. Martin, where he shines, and it, I've read some of the books um, in his writing, he develops characters so well, so well. He develops the backstories of um, all the intrigue, how everything works, really, really well. And that's his strength. Yeah. However, he has written himself into a hole, which is not good. He, he didn't have the end of the story in mind when he started writing the beginning. Which, right. I mean, I, I get why I understand the draw to do that, but you really should have an, idea. an arc yeah. in mind. Um, we're, we're, we're talking. I think it was Tolkien should write 
the codex, <laughs> all the backstory um, of everything there. Shakespeare writes a lot of the dialogue with George R. R. Martin, and then you have uh, Oof, what a power team, right? Oof. Right? Oof. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, you have them. You have them work on the dialogue in the arc, and then you have. Um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, Nolan direct <laughs> <laughs> Nolan direct yeah let's just have Nolan direct every movie in Hollywood from now on because he's the only he's the only one that seems to get things right most of the time <laughs> he's just a brilliant director but speaking yeah. of uh no we gotta skip that okay real quick we're gonna go we're gonna touch just a little bit on some weird Star Wars news we're gonna try not I don't want to talk about oh, Star boy. Wars because I'm I'm over it yeah um the uh the writer from Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. which was and the writer from Justice League which was even more is apparently co-writing episode nine. Okay. I hope it bombs. Really? You hope it sinks? I genuinely hope it sinks. Mm. I hope every Star Wars movie sinks, loses money, does terribly, until Disney realizes, you know what, we should probably put the right people in charge of these projects. Okay, but hear, hear me out. Hear me out, people, like my friend Charlie over here. If that happens... We may lose Star Wars for a very, very long time. Good. You're okay with that? I'm okay with that. No Star Wars. I am so okay with that. No Star Wars until your kids have kids. Good. Wow. Good. You know what? Okay. Let it breathe. I would would rather have that than have the crap that they're making right now. Okay. Okay. You know, I... Just let it live on the streaming service? No more movies? Let it live on the streaming service? No more movies? No more... uh, You know what? Let them go back to the old EU, how that was. Because you you remember the whole deal... Excuse me. Where uh, Disney was like, okay, nothing's canon anymore except for these things, right? Yeah, yeah, And they picked a handful of movies. Very selective. Right? You had a system that worked even better than that before. Because before, there was was like the the S-tier stuff, which was George Lucas made this, okay. which was the movies, right? Right. And then you had different tiers of can, uh, canonity, canonos, of, of, of levels of making, canon. Are we making up a new word? Canonity? Uh, canonity? I don't know. <laughs> but you had different levels of canon where it was like A, B, C, D, F, right? right? The and, one where Chewie gets hit by a moon? Is that uh, I think that A or was, F? <laughs> I think that was A, actually, because that, that, really? that followed the same plot line. And, and EU writers after that followed okay Chewie's dead the only thing from the eu that i honestly consider canon would probably be the thrawn trilogy and maybe shadow of the empire with not Dax. knights of the old republic i never really went oh, that far man. back Ugh. i know oh, so I, good <laughs> i believe you i've the heard games, a, i'm talking yeah i've heard a lot not of the good crap things that, well yeah not not the the old republic crap that bioware is doing now or the books that surrounded it but the two games oh I have to tell you though the the Knights of the Old Republic like those trailers that they have on YouTube way better than any movie even even George Lucas's stuff except with the exception of the original trilogy those Knights of the Old Republic trailers those mm-hmm. little 5 minute clips from the game oh God. freaking amazing in put Knights that on screen in Knights of the Old Republic 2 there was 700 pages of dialogue for all the characters oh, that's like a that's like a Elder Scrolls game oh it was so good uh, anyway, back on track. Um, yeah, I think you could do that with with Star Wars and just let it lay for a while. Let, just let it sit. Let it die. Even someone will pick it up at some point and hopefully do a good job with it. But I don't want Disney making more Star Wars stuff. You think it's okay? I mean, that's another they haven't thing. shown once that they can do something good. 
you can make an argument for Rogue One. Yeah. But aside from that, not a thing. Nothing. Okay. I'd push back on Force Awakens a little bit. Just a little bit. I get what you're saying. So yeah. hear me out, though, because I want to make a big... I want to differentiate between Disney as a whole corporation and Lucasfilm as the studio that's in, in charge of Star Wars. Disney makes really freaking good movies. Consistently. Pixar, Marvel, Disney itself, they all make good, bankable, fun-to-watch, entertaining movies. They do. Consistently. I, I would argue it's dropped in quality since the early 2000s. But We sure. talked about that in the last podcast. She yeah. said something about WALL-E. Or was it, yeah, WALL-E well, that, was the that last was dealing one. with specifically Pixar. But yeah. I, think, I think the Disney movies that have come out since, uh, I would say, the early 2000s. I'd push back on that a little bit. I would say since Mulan, even. If unless I'm missing something big. Oh, Mulan. Mulan was excellent, right? Speaking, yeah, I loved Mulan. Speaking of Mulan, the live action version, they're not going to have no the singing. dragon, and they're not going to have any singing. Why would you? Why watch am this? I going to go see this movie? Yep. Yep. Come on, Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I I push back quite hard against these new um these 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 remakes of of the Disney cartoons, whether it's Aladdin, The yeah. Lion King. Uh, I think the Lion King could do pretty well. Speaking, oh They've yeah, we can nice segue lineup. into that in a minute. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. we'll talk about the trailer in a second. Go ahead, um, finish your thought. But but Aladdin, Lion King. Uh, what did we just mention? Um, Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. I don't. Why think would it's you a- take the singing out? They had the best song. I Make know. a man out of you. Yeah. Him. Hell yeah. Had it excellent and I'll I don't know. So make a man I, th- this out is of why you. I'm. I'm. It's a good song. I'm not as sanguine about. Uh, new Disney movies coming out. Right. Like, you take a movie like Frozen. That oh. was awful. You didn't like Frozen? The message... Oh, okay. No, I did what not message? like Frozen. The sisterly love message? Come on, bro. No, the... the it's Elsa. The messaging in Frozen was awful. I liked it. <laughs> what messaging? The, talk to me. Come on, let it go. You know, Disney movies used to have a little bit of moral fiber in there. A little lesson to teach your kids, you know? Uh... Be, I guess that was trying to say be who you are. She was trying to hide who she was her entire life, and it ended no, up bottling her, it up and the blowing it up. The Let It Go song is about going out, just float through life like a feather and just let it happen. Don't take any responsibility. Just fly free, you know? Uh, Where you co- contrast that with something like Lion King, Pinocchio... Uh, where there's a meaning, be- Beauty and the Beast. Where, where there's like, you know what? There's a lesson to be learned about life in this well, movie. She learned- something you can teach okay. your kids. Okay, okay. She learned her lesson by the end of the movie. So the, at the end of the movie was her, it, like, that was her little, like, breakout moment. Mm-hmm. But then it, it real quickly snapped back to reality, and she had to learn how to take ownership over her powers. And why are we talking about Frozen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that Disney as a corporation puts mm-hmm. out good movies in general. Sure, sure. I think sure. down to a studio level, specifically with Lucasfilm, is where they need the most work. I think it could... I don't want to see it die. I love Star Wars. And I don't want to see a 15-year dry spell like we used to with Lucas. I, I think they should... I don't think they should do the, the Marvel style. They're putting out two, three, four movies a year. Right, I right. think that's a bit much. That's what they blame it on was, oh, Solo was released too quickly after episode yeah, eight. Yeah, no, I don't buy that that's at all. bull crap. I mean, that's... Okay, you know what? That's part of it. It also sucked. <laughs> well, and episode eight was awful and turned off... A lot of people. A lot enough, of people. Enough people to affect the box office, for enough sure. Enough people to where the movie lost $200 million. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot to be done with Lucasfilm. I don't think they need to shut down and close the doors. I think they need to keep going. I think they definitely need to restructure, but I mean, how about not rehire the lady who says the stuff says the stuff forces. like the force is female. <laughs> yeah. I loved dude. She has a pedigree behind her. She is involved in every single major franchise that I love. She's involved. I, you can't it, knock her with. It seems to me she latches on to projects that, that she senses will be successful, but doesn't actually contribute a lot to the. Well, she was a producer, itself. and producers have. You said last week a producer can can one phone call message. a text message, yeah. and that's good enough. Like, yeah, you know, come that's on, that's true. Come okay. on, call me out, Charlie. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. She didn't have as much creative control over those classic franchises yeah good reason man (laughs) i think that was just wasn't her job and once it became her job she just was starting to make the wrong choices yeah Uh, word was that she was getting tired of doing this too which gave a bunch of us hope that she would be out well three years isn't that long yeah i mean it's it she'll finish off her trilogy and maybe one or two other projects small projects that'll be it yeah we'll see what happens anyway moving on are, are we doing lion king now yeah lion king trailer did you watch it i did what are your thoughts uh, very faithful to the original movie. It looks like... I mean, I love James Earl Jones's. Oh, as I'm so glad Mufasa. they brought him back. I, I like just about everybody in the cast. I think... Uh, is it Seth Rogen who's uh, Pumbaa? Yeah. I think that's a great pick. Was it Key and Peele or somebody is doing some of the voices for the hyenas, I think, too? Yeah. Or... Let me see. At least one of them. I don't know if it's both, but I, I heard one of them was involved with the hyenas, which would be cool. I'm down. The whole cast sounds good. Yeah, Donald Glover is um, as a Simba. Yep, the uh, Childish Gambino, uh, the bad see. guy from, uh, or not the bad guy, but the um, Doctor Black Panther. St- Wait, which one? Doctor Strange, uh, the guy that was training him. Oh, he's gonna be uh, Scar, which I think fits perfectly. He does really well with those kind of roles with the the yes yes sinister roles. I like that. I like everything I'm seeing about it. The trailer, dude. How freaking crazy are graphics in 2018? Yeah. Like, Jungle Book was amazing. It was 99% computer graphics. The only thing really? that was real was the kid. That, now, correct me if I'm wrong. That did not have, this is off topic, Jungle Book, the one that came out, did mm-hmm. not have Andy Serkis in it, right? No, his... He's coming out with He's one. coming out with his own. Right. He okay. wrote, I think he wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. See, that when when that's partially why I didn't see that one. Because I'm thinking, to see his? I want to see Andy Serkis's one. Really, you wanted to see his over John Favreau's? Yeah, hmm. I, I I have I hold Andy Serkis in very high regard. I feel bad for Andy Serkis because he's no. going to be accused of copying Disney. The idea like, came oh. the idea came out at like the same time to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He was going to do his, mm-hmm. and then Disney did theirs. The same and way. I guess he's modified his a little bit, so it's not the exact same story. Yeah, it seems like it's a little different, yeah. just from the trailer. Well, and, and and apparently the Disney Jungle Book and the original Jungle Book story oh, are two different. very different things. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's doing something close to the original. Maybe. I don't know. We could see it. I'm going to watch it for sure. It's be on Netflix, so I'll I'll check it out 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking Is of, he going through Netflix for that? Yeah. Oh. That's a Netflix production. Wonderful. I like it. The graphics, as far as the uh, trailer, you can tell that the graphics are not up to par with what kind of money Disney is dealing with. Mm-hmm. But still looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the picture right now. This is that's nuts. That's Dis- yeah, Disney yeah. look okay, dude. The Lion King looks The Lion King looks it looks incredible. Freaking incredible. It looks real. 
And I'm like, how is this computer? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how that works. I'm blown away. Now, I put out a poll today of whether or not people are going to go see The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Because you can either say, the graphics look amazing. I want to see this. I don't care if it's the same movie. I've seen it a million times. I want to see what they're going to do with the graphics and see how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going purely for the cinematic beauty. Then you got the other side of the spectrum who are like, the original's already there. They're just trying to cash in on our nostalgia. I'm not going to give them money for producing the exact same thing twice. Okay. Which side of the aisle do you think you lie on? Oh, I can tell you what I lie on. I'm going to freaking go see this movie. <laughs> that's <a laughs> I'm going to go see Lion King live action tomorrow night down on the strip. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's playing. It's black. Yeah, at, it's back. At, uh, Smith so Center, I'm right? taking my kid, and I'm taking my wife and my parents, and we're going to go oh, see it. tickets to that? I don't know. I didn't pay for them. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> Probably the, not that much. We, when we moved here, we were here maybe two months, and then the Lion King stopped playing. Yeah. And we, that's the one show we were like, hey, guys, let's go see that, because it's supposed it's to be really good. Yeah. And it's playing at Smith Center, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Lion King reboot. Lion King reboot. On principle, I don't see why it needs to be a thing. And on principle, I probably won't see it. Is it Macbeth, right? The Shakespearean play? It's, it's Macbeth, yeah. If or, Ma- I'm sorry, not Macbeth, Hamlet. Hamlet, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah it's it's Hamlet. The <laughs> I need to brush up on my Hamlet in, uh, in, in the jungle. African jungle lions. Um, I don't know. I, I probably won't see it just because... If they do the Lion King again, I really wouldn't want them to, de- to deviate much from the original. Okay. Because I think the original is really, really good. Right. Um, but if they're not going to deviate from the original, why, why would not? you see it twice? You know? I think it's just... Uh, I think to a certain extent it's okay to to cash in on the nostalgia. Because the people that watched it when they were a kid now have kids like me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to go take my kid to go see it. And it's, sure. his, oh, you know what? Okay. it's his generation's version of an animated movie. If, if you got if you got I kids. I mean, how many freaking hand-drawn cartoons has this kid seen besides the old ones that I watch? Right. His right. generation is computer graphics. Yeah, that, that's Especially true. Especially my kid. That's he's true. Only, if he's if you're going to reinterpret it, reinterpret the story, keep the basic elements the same, but introduce it to a new generation, fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I wish they could do that with a good Robin Hood movie, but there hasn't been a good one since Errol Flynn's, by by uh, public opinion at least. Is that the one? That's the nineteen. What's the cartoon some? one? Oh, the the fox. Yes, that's my favorite version of Robin <laughs> that Hood. That was a good one. It yeah. was a perfect movie. And, and don't get me wrong, I was even kind of a fan of the Kevin Costner one. I I like a lot of stuff in that movie. It had its <laughs> moments, but Kevin Costner was rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. It was like, I'm just going to watch Morgan Freeman do his thing, and it's going to be good, you know? Uh, that that English accent, though. Woo. So are you going to go see Lion King? Computer graphics version, 2018? Uh, for the movie, no. If there's a group of friends that want to go watch it, sure. Okay. I'm going to go see it. For the movie, though, I don't know. Two hundred percent, I will go and see that movie okay. in theaters. Hey, let me know how it is. I I hope they don't change it much. I'm assuming. The- well, okay. So here's the thing. My wife is a huge Disney nerd. Mm-hmm. Like classic, in the vault Disney movies is yep. her bag. Yeah. When I have to do a podcast on something like that, she's going to be sitting down with me because she knows way oh, more about go. it. There you go. She hated Beauty and the Beast. 
Really? Yep. Apparently, that was somewhat faithful to the original. She was. She picked that thing apart by every little morsel. Really? Yep. She hated it. I, she I, I like, didn't watch. This it. is different. This oh, is different. Okay. This is different. She named off things. I was like. That looks the same to me. She's like, no, that's in the wrong spot. This character's not supposed to okay. act like this. Like, the, sh- the, the stuff that we do about... <laughs> <laughs> family-friendly podcast. The stuff that we do about Star Wars, she does with, okay. with the live-action Disney movies. It, 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 okay, so stuff is different. Is it different for a good reason or just different to be it's different? It's different because it's 2018, and it has to be different. I'll put uh, it that way. Okay. That's okay. the, that's I, the I, I, most I, politically correct way I can put it. Why are we trying to be politically correct, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Gaston, his little buddy, what's his name? Is kind of there's kind of a gay thing he's going a, on there. Yeah, right? he's gay. Okay, he dresses I, up in a dress and he leaves. The, the the guys. Okay, so in the original movie, the uh, he was the just guys, kind of this admiring side. Yeah, he was just like, oh, yeah. I want to be like him because yeah. I'm a weasel and like a nerd, like a young weak guy, and he's this big strong dude. I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the new one, where he's literally attracted to him in a sexual way. Yeah, that. And um, then there's the other thing where the the guys in the end of the fight where they get swallowed by the um, the big closet, and then they get thrown out and they're wearing dresses and they freak out and they run away and they're out of the fight. And this one, they're like, "Oh, I like my dress." Oh god! It's like, okay. oh, okay, so that's where we're gonna go with this. Sure, sure. <laughs> I okay. That that's... when I said when I said it was mostly accurate or somewhat accurate. <laughs> I was taken into account because I'd heard about stuff like that. Yeah. I was taken into account. All right, take that out of it, and the story is more, more or less the same. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen the movie. Emma Watson can't sing. She's not great. She's not great. Okay. She tried her best. I'll give sure. her that. She's probably better than uh, Russell Crowe was in Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate musicals. I didn't see that I, one. I, I love that movie. All right, we got 10 minutes left before this episode's up. So okay. last conversation that we're going to have is about the Netflix original by the Coen brothers, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I watched this twice already, and I think it's probably my favorite movie of the year. You hated it. I, I well. Oh, he's putting on his glasses. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Uh, I would say I don't get it. I don't okay. see the purpose behind it. Okay. I feel so like uh, we were talking about it earlier. I feel like high school me would have loved it mm-hmm. because it was all, I mean, uh, to my knowledge, this is, these are actual like Western stories from like a book or something like that, or it was just something they wrote. I'm pretty sure they just wrote it, but okay. they made it. They, they um, presented it as if it was that. Sure. Okay. And we'll, we can go into more detail on this later, but. Um, oh, we're going to do a whole podcast on it, buddy. Oh, great. Me and you are going to sit down. We're going to dissect this entire thing, episode by episode, shot for shot. Okay. So I'll have to watch it again. All yes, right, su- you will. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice to say, um, it was not what I expected. And, and probably because a lot of Westerns, I, I like those Westerns with the kind of um, real uh, American messaging, you okay. know, uh, having, to, having to be the violent person to uh, build civilization. You know, like, yeah. you, you, you're the violent man who wards off evil so that civilization can be built. That's kind okay. of the Western theme, right? Yep. I was expecting something like that, no. and that was not at all what happened. No, so that, no. that's part of it. Um, it was very jarring to me how the stories went. Uh, in the terms of subverting expectations, and I'm real salty about this after episode eight, <laughs> um, I, I'm not a fan of subverting expectations. 
Thanks, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You ruined that for me. In, in, yeah, so, like okay. I said, in high school, if if high school Charlie watched this, oh man. Okay, so oh holy crap, he died. Whoa, he just threw him into the, like yeah. whoa. <laughs> I watched this pretty much expecting a western. I mm-hmm. had no idea that it was like six different stories presented yeah. to you in a storybook style. No idea. So going in, I was completely blank. And I was expecting what you were expecting. Oh, okay, it'll be a cool Western. Sweet, let's check it right. out. It's got all this huge cast in it. It sounds really cool. I'm sure it'll all connect and it'll be oh, really fun. Oh, yeah, the fun. cast was top-notch. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I, uh, after the first episode and it's switched to the mm-hmm. next one, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing like a Quentin Tarantino like mixed uh, storyline or right, non-linear right. storyline. I'm like, oh, okay. And then by the third one, I'm like, oh, no, these aren't connected at all. I, yeah. And they were so... They were so dark and like just they left you with such like a pit in your stomach. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like this is so freaking like not at all what I expected and I loved it. So that's subverting my expectations in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. So next week, me and Charlie, hopefully next week, if we can make it happen, I'd like to happen next week. Let's see why not. We uh, are going to sit down and we're going to dissect each individual story. There's six of them, so we'll sit, and they're only about thirty minutes apiece. So we'll mm-hmm. sit down and we'll talk about the story, what it means, what the message is, what the common thread is between all six of them. We'll talk about the cinematography, which was amazing. We'll talk oh, about yeah. the acting, gorgeous, top notch, all that stuff. We'll talk about what we loved, what we hated, and uh, we'll do an entire podcast dedicated to that movie, which I think is going to be pretty popular because there's a bunch of people on uh, Twitter that I, that follow me that I converse with that are looking forward to that episode so mm-hmm. uh i think that'll be a lot of fun yeah and i can't wait to talk about it yeah I, so. I, I, we will talk about it <laughs> and i'm gonna make I, you love that we movie. will give we will give our opinions on it and if you don't like our, our opinions and uh well screw you okay <laughs> he's gonna be like this movie sucked <laughs> we'll see I, i'll give it another shot um i'm gonna i'm gonna get you to love it i'm gonna explain to you how good it was <laughs> <laughs> okay okay we'll we'll get right to it then uh all right. Uh, do you want to do any shout-outs to anybody, or any? Uh, you, you can tell you what kind of drink you're drinking again. Oh yeah. So Eagle Rare. This is a ten-year bourbon from Buffalo Trace Distillery. It's it's the same stuff as Buffalo Trace, but just aged for ten years. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's a small batch. It's the best ten-year bourbon that I've had. Okay. Especially for the price range, it's like thirty-six bucks at total wine. That's not bad. Uh, I, for a ten-year, that's good. I didn't share. Uh, with you, I was having my own drink. I just had uh, like ten dollar sangria tonight, which was pretty tasty. But I have cotton mouth right now because I haven't drinking any water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so okay, so follow me on uh, Twitter at Salty Nerd, Instagram at Salty Nerd Podcast. Um, I'd like to do a shout out to our sponsor, Organically Wonderful. Uh, they just came out with a brand new product, and if you hurry, I think they have a 40% off sale going on for the next week or so. You can get 40% off of your purchase at organicallywonderful.com. You can follow them on Instagram at organicallywonderful. Uh, their new product is a lemon cake body polish. It smells amazing. It feels amazing. It's a great way of uh, making your skin nice and smooth. I use it. My wife uses it. Our kids use it. It's all organic non-toxic fancy fancy stuff uh go grab a brand new product from them and then you can grab their dry shampoo from them too 40 percent off until the end of the week i believe all right everybody it's been one hour so have a great holiday weekend and we will catch you next week with our blitz episode and then our buster scruggs episode 
Oh, those are two separate ones? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh Dude, okay. I'm busting out the content lately. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. All right, deuces, See ya. guys.